Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, for those of you who are checking out the Newsreel for the first time, this show is where we cover current movie and TV news. But before we get into the Newsreel, let's get into our TNR question of the day. So uh, later on in this episode, a little bit of a teaser. Uh, we will be talking about Loki and, uh, you know, his... I guess, experiences with the time variance and uh, authority. And so, you know, I thought it'd be pretty cool to kind of stick with that uh, time theme, Jeremy. And so uh, I just thought of this question, felt it was uh, perfect for the newsreel. What is your favorite movie that is centered on time? You know, I was almost going to pick Avengers Endgame because, man, that movie freaking crazy with especially with the time travel aspect and the way that they bring everyone back you get the infinity stones all that stuff but for me the one that popped up straight into my head terminator 2 judgment <laughs> day i knew it <laughs> I, knew it. I, I was i was almost gonna pick the first terminator though just because the, it has that more it has a more scarier aspect to time travel uh, but I ultimately just uh, settled on, not settled, but, you know, chose Terminator 2 Judgment Day just because, you know, Arnold came back, man. Uh, a good version of Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically playing the hero this time in Terminator 2 and saving the future. Yeah. You know what? For me, just comparing the two, I love the first one just because it's the original. But I feel like the second one has more replayability for me. Um, and I feel like, it, and I don't know if it's because Arnold does play like uh, the protagonist in this in this uh, movie, and and I thought the villain was pretty cool at the time. It was groundbreaking to see Liquid Metal, and for him to be able to be able to shape shift and everything, create weapons like stabbing weapons. I was like, damn, this is crazy. And then obviously you get uh, Linda ha- Linda Hamilton, right? Oh, I'm just yeah, spacing Linda out Hamilton. on names. Linda Hamilton just looked ripped and she looked like an action hero herself. And oh man, it was such a good movie. Yeah, that never that movie never gets old. And like you said, it's so rewatchable. Um, I think it's like the only post I have about on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just basically if you're going to go with a Terminator movie or a movie with time travel, I guess. But it's not like they're time traveling the whole movie, so I almost wanted to choose Endgame for that reason, mm. uh, or playing with time that much. Uh, but I just ended up going with my personal favorite. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, for me, um, I was you know trying to think of some. Obviously, I was the one who thought of the uh, the question and everything. And uh, you think time? One of our favorite Hans Zimmer songs is time and i think i mentioned this kind of quickly in our rundown i was like "Ooh, inception is it eh, it's one of my favorite movies i wanted to say inception but i mean if you're talking about time for me tenet. i have to go with no, a I'm classic <laughs> wait what'd you say sorry tenet. Tenet. <laughs> yeah. actually you know what i restarted watching that a little bit just because yeah. i mean it's i just wanted to watch something while i was like eating or something like that and i watched like the first 20 minutes of it, it so good <laughs> Yeah, the now time aspect understand. is pretty crazy in that one, but I'm assuming that's not your favorite. It isn't. It isn't because I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to go with a classic, and really, 
we're talking about time and the first franchise I immediately thought of was the Back to the Future franchise. Mm. And even though I think, and this is kind of similar to Terminator 1 versus Terminator 2, even though I think Back to the Future is actually the better overall film because, you know, it's groundbreaking and everything, I still think my favorite is Back to the Future Part 2. Because if you think about it, this movie is still kind of ahead of its time, even though their future in Back to the Future Part 2 is actually 2015, which is now (laughs) six years ago. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty cool that they were able to kind of portray a future where there's flying cars, uh, you know, the power laces. And then uh, remember that dehydrated pizza? Oh, yeah. Which only took like, what, a couple seconds? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I can definitely see that because in Back to the Future 2, the future, but you also got to kind of not uh, retread some of the same uh, events from the last movie. So it makes that even more fun, too. Definitely, there was that movie is a lot of fun. Both of them. I think you you always have to do a marathon kind of with those two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I try to watch usually uh, both of them back to back if I can, if I have enough uh, energy to do so. Um, oh, and I totally forgot about the hoverboard, too. I mean, we really don't see that on a daily basis. Yeah, they have the hoverboard, but it's got wheels. It doesn't count. Yeah, we still don't have that in real life. Come on. I don't know. So it's, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a classic. I feel like it's still going to be a classic even um, in, two, like, what, 2040? When you're talking about 25 years after 2015? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hope I hope the people today or the kids today, as they say, um, still watch Back to the Future and Terminator. I, yeah, oh, I know. Well, I think Terminator, well, I don't know if it's still on there. I remember the last time I watched the first Terminator was on Amazon Prime Video. And then Back to the Future, I feel like the trilogy is usually on Netflix. I mean, it kind of comes and goes, but I feel like it's on there pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hopefully they keep up with it. Got to bring these movies into the future. All right. So for our movie topic this week, we're going to, you know, I'm the movie guy. I'll bring the topic. It's not, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's a bit of an unexpected one. I saw that Greenland is getting a sequel. You know, that little Gerard Butler movie that we ended up watching on the same week (laughs) (laughs) on HBO Max. I know. Out of all the weekends, we were like, we ended up watching it that same week, and it was pretty funny. And separately, and we didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, we we knew on the podcast, literally when we were recording the the ritual portion of that. So I I have kind of a two-part question, but I'll do the first one. Are you surprised that this got a sequel? Uh, a little bit, yeah, just because I felt like the, the first one ended uh, on a good note. Um, and again, I think we were both pleasantly surprised at how good it was. But I guess the, you know, the not so surprising side of that is like, okay, well, it did unexpectedly well. And it was actually, I think, critically, uh, I don't want to say it claimed, but it was uh, critically well received. Um, so... I guess I shouldn't be surprised is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was a bit surprised because you don't really see disaster movies get many sequels. I've heard that uh, San Andreas, the Dwayne Rock Johnson movie, is also getting a um, a sequel. But that was a long time ago, I feel like. And I, don't, I haven't seen any development on that. But I want to ask you, kind of just in general, 
is there any small franchise or small movie you wish could get a sequel? Okay, well, this one's a difficult one, but and I know that uh, there's actually like something that's on Netflix now. Actually, I don't even know what it's classified as. I don't know if it's technically, I guess, a show whatever because i know that there's that chef show that's based off of the movie Mm -hmm. but i would actually like to watch a sequel to chef i know we uh we actually had a podcast episode in season one about that but i think i'd be curious to see a sequel uh with chef um oh my goodness i'm I'm escape uh with john favreau with john favreau what was his name again shoot i forgot his name Chip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's uh I have it here. Chef Casper. Chef Carl Casper. I have to go into my podcast notes. Uh I- I'm embarrassed because <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite movies. But um yeah, I would kind of like to see how uh the restaurant would do and maybe have it so that I don't know, something happens, maybe they they deal with the pandemic or something. I don't know. And then they have to kind of, uh, kind of reinvent themselves again. That would be a good one. Cause chef, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really entertaining. And I think just to see those characters again would be a fun, fun time. Yeah. I feel like, uh, what John Leguizamo you're talking about, uh, um, wait, who's the wife again or the, yeah. Cause I mean, remember they get back together at the end. Yeah, so I would uh, like Sophia to see, Vergara. Yeah, yeah, and I would like to see like even more locations uh, for food and all that stuff. Because like you know when they went to uh, New Orleans, I think it was one of my favorite ones, and just to see more uh, locations showcased, I think that would be good. Yeah, I feel like um, it could even be where I don't know. Maybe I don't. I'll, I'll try to go dark mode right now. <laughs> Maybe something happens to Sofia Vergara's character and he gets, uh, you know, depressed and he ends up finding um, like a kind of a new lady friend. And then maybe she is, I don't know, different ethnicity. Maybe he's like trying to experiment with different kind of food and then he does the food truck thing again mm-hmm. because maybe the restaurant like, I don't know, something went terribly bad and then they got to go to different locations. Just like you said. That would be a good one. I think... Yeah, if I don't think it's ever gonna happen though, because it came out in what twenty fourteen, and it yeah. seemed more like really, like its own thing. Oh, but for sure. Yeah, but I that would be cool to see that happen. Yeah, well, uh, it's the foodie in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And the uh, the violent person in me was gonna pick uh, dread. <laughs> Whoa, uh, two thousand twelve. I would want that to get a sequel. Like another movie that we talked on the podcast about, and uh, it was it was fairly low budget. It was forty five million mm-hmm. um, compared to the big huge franchises of today. Um, but it, I feel like it was it it set up the world so well that it could have easily gotten a sequel, even if the budget uh, the budget was still wasn't that going to be that high. Uh, so I would still like to see uh, that happen, but. I kind of feel like it's not happening anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because you got, uh, you know, Billy Butcher being so prominent within the boys. And I feel like that's like, that's his thing now. 
Yeah, I mean, I wish that uh, Carl Urban can like uh, team up with Amazon Prime and all that stuff, or Amazon Studios, and they can fund like their own Dread or something like that. Even if it was like a a short mini series, like it doesn't even have to be a movie. I wish it was like just a ten episode run on on Amazon Prime. I think I think that would be cool. Yeah, and you know what they could do is uh, see how that how that first season goes or you know the the miniseries if they do plan that out and then maybe have it so that he can kind of pass the torch on so that he can do other you know other projects as a, as an actor cuz i feel like he's got he you know he, he's at that point of his career where he's probably at his most marketable cuz i mean he's very um He's very diverse with his roles. I mean, we we'll talk about uh, that on a future episode of the new, uh, of the weekly real podcast um, coming up. Uh, but with Carl Urban, I feel like they can have it so that he can just pass the torch on to whoever wants to take on that mantle of dread, or if they come up with a new name, and uh, it can potentially you know leave it open ended for a possible second uh, season, and maybe even call it something else. Yeah, yeah, because I know that in they were there were rumors that there was going to be a TV show called Mega City One, and then obviously I still haven't heard anything about that. So it's, it possibly wouldn't even have Dread, the character Dread in it, but just have that world. So yeah. I thought that would be a cool idea, but I think right now that's only only hope. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So. You know, I mean, we're talking about uh, you being the movie guy. And again, I am the TV guy. And man, we uh, we went, what, a month and a half with, in between Disney Plus shows, the especially from the MCU. And uh, last Friday, oh, I'm sorry, last Wednesday. I keep forgetting that it's Wednesdays now. Last Wednesday, Loki finally premiered. And uh, actually, Loki beat both the Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision with 890,000 day one streams and actually had two and a half million streams during the first five days of streaming. And so uh, we're both one episode into Loki. And so, I mean, I have a couple quick questions for you. But now that we've watched the uh, Loki premiere, which MCU Disney Plus premiere was, has been your favorite so far out of the first three? Ooh, premieres. Just strictly the premiere. Oh, man, that's so hard. Um, Honestly, for me, I was least excited. Out of all the three shows, I was least excited for for Loki. But for me, it has to go come down. In terms of premieres, it definitely goes between uh, Falcon Winter Soldier or Loki. And just thinking about it now, I want to say Falcon and Winter Soldier just because that opening action sequence Dude. is like movie level. Like I wish I could have seen that on the big screen type of thing. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier just a little bit more. Loki is still really good. Um, but just all the other character building stuff that's also in episode one of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think. Uh, helped it carry for the rest of the show yeah i it it was pretty cool i mean we're i think we talked about it um on earlier episodes of the newsreel where i i really did like how they kept 
both uh, Bucky and Sam separate and gave them both time to kind of kind of jump back into their backstory a little bit and to see what they've been up to since uh, Avengers Endgame. And to be able to give both of them enough screen time where they didn't have to kind of lean on the whole uh, bromance or whatever now that uh, Cap is old Cap, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but to answer my own question, I actually just narrowly have Loki ahead of it just because it is different than um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I feel like that's a close second for me too in terms of just the premiere because of that action sequence. That action sequence is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we talked about how uh, we we both liked how um, Sam was able to use his wings a little bit more, uh, I guess, in more different ways uh, than what we've seen in, in past movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the reason why I like Loki over the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I just thought it was different. Um, it's, and we're dealing with time. So you could kind of get really creative with time. And a lot of some of the stuff that, uh, that we got to see was definitely different. The fact that we got to see what 20, it seemed like 20 infinity stones and some random dudes drawer. And it really didn't, it basically was just like a glorified paperweight, uh, all of those. I just thought it was pretty mind-blowing just to kind of think about it because we've spent 23 movies and two TV shows talking about how important these Infinity Stones are and how devastating they are. And it just gets minimalized <laughs> with, uh, you know, uh, with Loki being in the... Uh, what do they call that area? I, I know it's they're in the TVA, but yeah, I, I forgot, man. Is it um? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah the the, the actual time uh, variance. Th- yeah, time variance of story. I I forget, yeah. but um, yeah. If you if you guys uh know what we're talking about, definitely send us a, <laughs> a message on the social medias or send us an email at weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. So now that we've gotten a chance to um, talk about which premiere was our favorite out of the uh, the Disney Plus MC sh- uh, MCU shows, uh, did you have any thoughts on the Loki premiere? Yeah, I definitely, my most favorite part about the Loki premiere was probably Owen Wilson and uh, Loki's uh, banter. What's his name? Mobius? Yeah, Mobius M. Mobius. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just the banter that they have together. I like how everyone is treating Loki like he's no one, (laughs) pretty (laughs) much. (laughs) Because obviously he he's all into himself on all narcissistic and all that stuff, but everyone's just like knocking him down a notch until he basically breaks down, <laughs> uh, crying. Yeah, I know. Because I mean, remember uh, we're talking about 2012 Loki, where you know he's very full of himself. I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, if you think about around that time, he just kind of faked that death where he fell into that wormhole at the end of Thor, uh, the first Thor. And then, and then he just emerges as the main villain of the, you know, for the battle of New York. And he just kind of got humbled and was defeated. And then now he grabs that Tesseract and he ends up, uh, I guess (laughs) in the middle of the time variance authority. Yeah. So I think just that fact and just, I'm glad, 
I remember telling my brother right after we watched it, I'm glad, because I didn't really, I mean, Loki was cool and all that, but I'm I'm glad that we didn't stick with 2012 Loki for, like, the whole show. I'm glad that they recapped him just, like, really quick. Yeah, <laughs> and, actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned that, because actually that was my favorite part of the episode when uh, Loki, I guess he's still on the run from the TVA, and then he finds himself back into that same room where he was being, I guess, kind of interrogated, but more like just obviously he's getting asked these questions by uh, Mobius M. Mobius, uh, Owen Wilson's character. And when he was able to kind of tweak whatever that machine was, it, was, it looked like a projector, a futuristic projector, and basically you got to see what like his life should have been and obviously we know as uh, MCU fans of where his character went after uh the first avengers to be able to see him watch himself in some of the more poignant scenes uh in his future uh up appearances and then obviously he ends up getting to see his uh, uh his obviously Frigga's death he got to see Odin's death and then he, he got to see his own death to see his acting and his, you know, like his, uh, I mean, it was just mainly facial expressions. You know, he wasn't saying anything, mm-hmm. obviously, because he was just by himself. You got to see, like, kind of Tom Hiddleston's range. And I thought that was, like, the best part of the movie. Or best part of the show. Yeah, but that episode, I think definitely it was a really, really strong premiere. And maybe just for now, you know, uh, depending on how the rest of the show goes. Because I, I feel like with Falcon Winter Soldier, that first episode really carried a lot of the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, I feel like there's episodes that um, could really be even better than the premiere. So that, and that's saying a lot because I feel like they set up uh, a lot of potential like this um, premiere was really good, so they set up a lot of potential for for future episodes. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of. Uh, well, remember in Wandavision, we ended up seeing Vision versus Vision. I mean, from the end of the very first episode, it looks like we're setting up uh, Loki versus uh, vi- like variants of Loki um, in, in future episodes, and it, I'm kind of bummed that it's only gonna be a six episode arc. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm definitely liking the the longer run times of the episodes too. Yeah, yeah. I actually am in more favor of the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki being more like the 50-minute variety versus the quick 30-minute shows of uh of WandaVision even though there was what eight episodes of WandaVision? 9, I think. Oh, 9, 9. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe maybe they wanted it shorter for WandaVision just cuz the the theme of the show, I guess. Is like the sitcom, and those obviously are short episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we talked about this offline, where they probably don't want Loki to be um, cannibalizing into their their time timeline with uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah, and hence the uh, the Wednesday, uh, I guess premieres instead of Friday, which is typically for a reserve for movie th- uh, for movies. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're. Putting it on Wednesdays also, for one, to not disrupt Fridays, but uh, also, you know, the other two were also on Fridays, so this is their first test to see if Wednesdays will work. Yeah. Um, 
because uh, obviously they have plenty of other shows planned and it's like okay maybe wednesday doesn't work maybe we try it monday or tuesday so i guess they're trying wednesday first so we'll see yeah well based off of uh, the week one um numbers it looks like wednesday's uh definitely a hit for sure for sure so um jeremy did you uh want to quickly re uh sorry if you want a preview what we have upcoming for the weekly reel podcast Yep, next week or next Monday, we're going to be talking about part six of our MCU rewatch, which includes Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Obviously, all those movies, uh, I guess some people wouldn't like them, but I know I like all three of them, so I'm pretty excited to talk about all three, and that's going to be next Monday. Yes, and... uh... I want to say the majority of them are available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know Spider-Man Homecoming, I ended up wa- uh, watching that uh, recently on Hulu on FXM, I believe. Um, but you can f- feel free to stream it. Um, I guess just rent it on Amazon or, or Apple, Redbox. I know mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, I think, also does uh, rentals as well for... Uh, for Spider-Man Homecoming, but the other two movies definitely are on Disney+. Plus, So definitely check those out. Um, and uh, for any updates on the Weekly Reel podcast, definitely follow us on the social medias. Uh, what's our social media handle? So you can search up at Weekly Reel on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Yes, sir. And so again, thank you all for tuning in for another edition of the Newsreel. Uh, And we'll see you next time on The Real.